Hello, I'm Alice Arnold, and in this week's Musicals and Theatre podcast, I'm chatting to Rhea Jones all about her amazing career. If you enjoy it, then why not join me on Mellow Magic every Saturday and Sunday morning from 6 till 10. Well, hello, everybody. I'm very excited this week because I am talking to Rhea Jones. She's sitting right opposite me. And Rhea, well, you recently hit the headlines um, when you were Glenn Close's understudy in Sunset Boulevard and Glenn Close wasn't very well. And you went on and, well, I don't think it's an understatement to say that you, or an overstatement indeed, to say that you, you basically brought the house down. And you were all over the newspapers and everything for being the understudy that was the star of the show and stole the show. But, of course, there's much more uh, to your career than that. So let's go back to the very beginning. A very good place to start. I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. Right. What was your first job and how did you get it? Okay. And I don't mean the paper round. No. I've, do you know, I've not done anything else other than entertain, not even a Saturday job. How not lucky am I? serve someone a drink Nothing. over a bar, never. never. Never, ever, other than sing or entertain. That's, that's, that's lucky. That, that yes. is luck. But my first, my first professional job, I guess, I was nine. And I did Panto in Swansea, Grand Theatre with Clive Dunn. I was one of the babes. Oh, oh. And I got my child equity card. Because back then you had to have an equity card. Yeah. Um, to perform on professional stage. And I got my equity card and I turned 10 during the panto because then pantos ran till March. Till March? Till March. Um, The Swansea panto was the longest running in the country. It ran, well, my birthday's March the 8th, so it ran past then. So singing Christmas songs in March was fun. (laughs) But I remember it was a 12-week run and I got paid £10 a week. So I got £120 and my child equity card. And my mum let me buy uh, a feathered, because um, I love Chili Bassey, even at that <laughs> age. So I got a little feathered bolero jacket, swans, white swans feather uh, jacket, bolero. So uh, I remember it vividly. And then from there, uh, my next professional um, job was for Bill Kenwright's Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I was 16. I came to London to audition and I was only telling someone this story the other day because it, it makes me laugh and cringe at the same time when I think about it. I always wanted to go to a stage school, you know, the Italia Conti or Arts Educational. That's where all the Bonnie Langford went and Lena Zavaroni and all the, the, the stars of the day, the young stars. And I really wanted to go, but my parents couldn't afford it and there wasn't an equivalent in Wales. So I just went to a local dance school, tap dancing school, where we sang in pantomimes, old people's homes... And I, that's how I, I guess it, it started, the bug, they call it, the bug started. And then somebody said to my mum, you know, she should try try some auditioning up in London. And cut a long story short, I got an agent and who had seen me in pantomime in Wales because he had a client in it. And he was based in London and my mum and I um, went up to London, met him, signed with him. And my first audition was Joseph. So I go up to London and I audition. And I sang, if I remember, <laughs> New York, New York. <laughs> Just belted New York, New York out. And I might have done memory as well, I think, from Cats. Anyway, I got the job. Next one was Panto in Swansea when I was 18. But between that, I had an audition in London for Evita. And it was for the role of the mistress. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember going up and auditioning for The Mistress and they said, well, you're not really right for The Mistress, but you definitely could be right for a future Ava, Ava Perron. And I didn't think anything of it, you know, and went back to Swansea. I was doing panto, aged 18, and a letter comes through the post for me saying, you auditioned for us quite a while ago for Evita. Well, we're now holding auditions for alternate Avas. Um, basically two shows a week playing Ava Perron. Would you like to come and audition? So I did. And that was it. And I went back the following week, auditioned for Hal Prince, and he was utterly charming and offered me the role there and then. And that is where... Yes, we'll let everyone into a <laughs> Go little on. secret. Let- While you were busy auditioning for alternative <laughs> I was busy auditioning <laughs> for a person to carry a placard, basically, <laughs> in the chorus. Um, which I've just come out of drama school. and um, But I happened to be able to sing a low E. And, uh, a low fitted, E? Yeah. And Can I fitted, you still sing a low E? Lower than that now. And... Uh, and I fitted the costume of the person who was leaving. And so I was in the chorus and that's where we met. And we had a oh, fabulous We year did meet. At, at Manchester Opera House. Oh, it was wonderful. Um, where you were basically the youngest Evita that had ever been. And aged I, I, 19. Yeah, well, 18 when I got the role, 19 mm. when I played it. And I don't think anyone's ever beaten that record as yet. I'm well, sure they will. They, I don't know. I don't think they will. And I bumped into Hal Prince a few months ago in New York. It was my second time in one year. I'd never been to New York and it was my second time and I went to see Carol Burnett uh, and uh, there was a drinks afterwards and who was there? Hal Prince. And I went up to him and said, I don't know whether you remember and he remembered me straight away. Did he? He was charming and I took some photos with him and thanked him, you know, thanked him for... uh, giving me that opportunity years ago. So, of course, after... We'll, we'll, we'll go back now. So, uh, you, you've done Evita, and then, of course, yes. you went into basically every musical that's ever been. You've done done all of them. Yes. Finally, you end up being the understudy for Glenn Close in Sunset Boulevard mm. at the Coliseum. You have to tell us what it felt like when you got the phone call that said, you're on tonight. It was bizarre because, you know, it was only it only ran for five weeks, so... I really didn't think I'd get on. But I, that's not the reason I took the role. I really, I took the role. I'd never been in that position. I'd understudied before, but I'd always been in the show. Um, this was, they call it standby. You're on standby. And I literally was in the wings on standby every show. And I had to wait until Glenn's last entrance uh, of each night before I could I could go home and leave the building. So if she toppled over like Anytime. five minutes before the end, they would have put you in <laughs> yes. a costume and yes. shoved you, you know what I mean? Seen if the audience noticed yeah. a difference. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so I, I, I did, I took the role because I thought I, it would be fascinating to watch an A-list Hollywood star work. And she'd played the role before and so I was fascinated to see how she would... 20 years later, how she would portray Norma then. And having, you know, I was, I was, did the very first workshop of it when I was 24. And way too young then. But um, it was in, great for me to revisit it 25 years later, the right age. So there, was lots, there were lots of reasons why I decided to do it. And I guess the gamble paid off because I did go on. And that morning, I got a call at, I think, 9, 9.30. I was still in bed. And I got a call and it said, uh, you might be on tonight. Okay, we don't so you know for definite, for sure. you're on yep. standby. Standby's on standby. Standby, standby. Yeah, standby, double standby. 
And I was meeting friends for lunch in a restaurant next to the theatre and I went and met them for lunch and I was sitting having lunch and I told them that I might be on that night. And they you were saying, just having lunch? I was having you? lunch, yes. You didn't think and then you I, ought to rehearse no, or something? No, it was bizarre. Yeah. It was really weird. There were about six of us and I, I got the call and I said, well, I'm just going to take this outside. So I took the call and they, I think it was about 3.30. They said, you're on. I went, right, okay. I walked back to the lunch table and I sat down and I said, I'm on tonight. <laughs> and they went, one of, the, one of my friends like, was like Mama Rose on <laughs> steroids. She was mental. She was going, what do you mean you're on? Oh my God, what are you, what are you doing just sitting? I said, I just want to finish my soup. <laughs> and, I, and I finished my soup calmly and they were all like, are you sure you're okay? And I said, yes, I'm fine. There's nothing, you know, I'll be fine. So I finished my soup. I think I had a call at half four with Michael Xavier, who yeah. played Joe Gillis, and we had 40 minutes together on stage. That was it. That's all we had, to just top and tail our scenes and just say, are you going to hold me there in the waltz? And yeah. you're going to, you know, and, and kiss each other maybe for the first time, to try that first maybe. <laughs> it was fun. And I'd never sung it through with the orchestra. I'd never done it with the costumes. I'd never done it with the proper company. I'd had two calls, two rehearsals, two three-hour calls, act two, one day, and then the following day, Act One, back to front, of yes. course. Um, but I knew I knew it. I knew I'd, I'd done my homework. I'd listened to the orchestrations, and I'd sung along with it in my dressing room. I'd only watched it from the front once, and that was enough. Everything else I wanted to watch backstage, because that's where I would be. Um, and, and I was on. But it's really strange, because sadly... Very sadly, the day before Victoria Wood had passed away, and Stephen Mia, who's who choreographed Sunset, who's a very good friend of mine, and Vix, came to tell me personally. Um, and then the next day, of course, I was on, and he rang me and he said, "I bet that's something to do with Vic." She got up there and thought, <laughs> "Come on, let's just get her on." And I said, "Yeah, I know. Funnily enough, she would have been there, you know, champion, yeah, championing yeah. me on if if she was still still alive." But it gave me the strength. To sort of go out there and, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a musical. It's just a musical. And uh, and I, when I heard them boo and shout for their money back, you know, there we go. That's, uh, I think that was more, I, I, I thought it was more the case of them being frustrated that Glenn wasn't on, not the fact that I was. And I get it. It's a lot of money, you know, if you've, you know, if people came from all over the world to see her. But, um that's showbiz that's live theater that's the risk you take and um but it it gave me more uh i don't know i just wanted to get out there and go okay i'll sh I'll, I'll show them I'll well it was them. incredibly brave and and <laughs> I, you texted me to say you were on and unfortunately i wasn't I know, in the country so i, I couldn't come i know but i came back to england two days later just to see the newspapers and I just to, i was so proud of you because Everyone had just gone mad. For, it went it crazy. Was, it's the sort of fairy tale story, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That you take over from the star and everyone's like, well, what's this going to be like? And you just wipe the floor with it, with the whole show. Uh, do you and know, it was I, I absolutely still, fantastic. I, I still can't believe it. I still sometimes look at the footage that people have put online, you know, my curtain call, and I just can't believe it. It was like a dream. And it I was. think you've got some news possibly to share with us now about perhaps... Um, I have. Well... Continuing that role a little the bit. The lovely thing is it was released 
on Monday that I will be playing Norma Desmond in my own right on a 40-week UK tour, opening so at the exciting. Curve in Leicester and with Andrew Lloyd Webber's um, Thumbs Up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I start in August, rehearsals, and then a 40-week tour. Uh, so we can all just look you out can all for that. Come, yes, yeah, be, I'm sure it'll be, be coming to theatres near London, like yeah. Wimbledon, well, maybe. Every, and all, all over the country. And you know, all over Listen, the country. all over the country, Oh, Ria. of course. We do, we do. Course. We're national. We are. People will look on the website. <laughs> I'm thinking of you. Find, yeah, That's the reason I said that. You I'll personally be, can come I'll be coming near London. But I've got but, friends, relatives yeah. all over the country, yeah, so yes. come from anywhere. I'm going to ask you a few more sort of general questions. Lovely. About musicals, which okay. is, what is your favourite musical of all time? I love Anything Goes. Oh, do you? Mm. Okay. I love Anything Goes because it has a bit of everything in it. Singing, dancing, some great um, scenes, comedy, feel-good factor. A proper, good, old-fashioned Broadway musical. Yeah. Yeah. I love Gypsy too. It's my favourite overture. Um, but Anavita's fabulous for... Because it's just incredible. But I think for... Yeah, I do love Anything Goes. I love play. I love being in Anything Goes. Yes. And if you could be a character, not play a character, but be a character in any musical, who would you choose to be? Um, hmm. If I could be a character, I would be... Oh... <laughs> I actually love the character I played, Liz, in High Society. She was the photographer. Okay. Yeah. I loved her. She yeah. was sassy. She was fun. And, yeah, I liked... She was great. I liked playing okay. Liz. Yeah. So you could be her in, in High Society. In, life, in yeah. High Society. Perfect answer. This is a tricky one now. Okay. <laughs> You're off to the theatre and you've got a spare ticket. Who would you least like to give that spare ticket to? Bearing in mind that you've got to spend the whole evening with them and probably buy them a drink in the interval. Probably any one of the people that booed and asked for their money back when it was announced Glenn Close wasn't on because I can't bear people who don't know anything about theatre etiquette. And I would be very embarrassed if someone did that sitting next to me. Yes. I would leave. Rude. 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 It was rude. Yes. And it they was were. Rude. And, yes. and, but but you shut them up. That's the, that's, the, that's yeah. That was the best way. Which is, yeah, yeah that that's the way to do it. Very sweet. It really did. Yeah. <laughs> it did. Anyway, well, Ria, thank you so much for coming in and talking My to pleasure. us. Everybody, get on your websites as soon as so we've got to wait till August before we can see you. Well, actually, August are rehearsals. It opens September, September. the sixteenth. Yeah. Yes, I know, but yeah. it'll be round quicker than you think. Oh, you're right. And I'll be. Um, 50 by then. Will you be Will you be that old? I will be that How old. How did that happen? But you know what? You're that, so much older than me. I know. I am. I mean, you were a babe, I was, you, in I was only three when, when I was in Ibiza. The youngest ever yes. ensemble member yeah. who could sing a low E <laughs> at three. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's well, I'm huge. Um, I can't wait to see it because I didn't get to I know, see I you can't when wait you took over to from it. it. So I'm really looking forward to that. And thank you so much for coming in and chatting. My pleasure. I'm Alice Arnold, and that was the Musicals and Theatre Podcast. If you enjoyed that, then you can hear me every Saturday and Sunday morning from 6 till 10 on Mellow Magic, where I have lots of lovely, timeless, relaxing classics, musical numbers, 
and interviews. 